98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The government says it intends to get everyone in Hong Kong vaccinated against COVID. The Hong Kong women's wheelchair foil team miss out on a bronze medal at the Paralympics. And Hurricane Ida intensifies as it threatens to wreak havoc on the U.S. state of Louisiana. The administration says it intends to get everyone in Hong Kong vaccinated against COVID. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, reiterated it would be difficult to reopen the border with the mainland or ease social distancing rules unless more people get vaccinated, especially the elderly. Jimmy Choi reports. Speaking on the television program, Mr Nip said more than 4 million people, 60% of the population, have had at least one vaccine dose. He said 70% of people between 20 and 59 had had at least one jab, along with 56% of teenagers. However, less than 30% of people over 70 had been inoculated. The official who's in charge of the SAL's inoculation drive said experts had at first believed that a 70% vaccination rate would provide herd immunity, but the emergence of COVID variants made it more difficult. However, he said the need to develop a shield to prevent large outbreaks of the virus remained. Mr Nip said that without a high vaccination rate, it would be difficult to reopen the borders with the mainland or drastically relax social distancing. Hong Kong has reported seven new imported COVID-19 cases, including a Discovery Bay resident who recently travelled to the UK. Natalie Ching reports. Health authorities say the 68-year-old man carried the L452R mutant strain. He went to the UK on the 15th of this month and returned to Hong Kong on Wednesday. That's when he developed symptoms such as coughing and a sore throat. Two days later, he tested positive while he was being quarantined at a hotel. The other imported cases arrived from Turkey and the Philippines. Health authorities are also investigating a case involving a 29-year-old woman from Chaco. She tested positive while she was in Portugal earlier this month, but was negative on arrival at the airport a couple of weeks ago. The fully vaccinated woman hadn't shown any symptoms since returning to Hong Kong, but her specimen collected on Friday tested positive again. The Financial Secretary Paul Chan has identified several key areas in which Hong Kong can mobilize its strengths to support the nation's development. Timmy Sung has more. Mr Chen joined other leading figures from the SCR at a seminar on Monday with officials from the State Council's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office on the nation's 45-year plan. Writing on his blog, the Financial Secretary said Hong Kong needed a corresponding plan to align with the National Development Strategy. That would include working to enhance the internationalization of RMB. He also identified opportunities in developing the SCR's bond market, green and sustainable finance, and providing asset management services for the mainland's growing middle class. He said Hong Kong would have to do a good job in collaboration when it comes to bringing together policies, industries, markets, and more importantly, vision and mindset. In sports, at the Tokyo Paralympics, the Hong Kong women's foil team have missed out on the bronze medal by the narrowest of margins. They were beaten 45-44 to by Hungary in the third-place playoff after a semi-final defeat to China. Hong Kong had defeated Ukraine and the United States in the preliminary round before losing to Italy, who beat Hungary in the other semi-final to go into tonight's final. An independent bookshop, Bleak House Books, says it will close in mid-October. In a Facebook post, its co-founder Albert Wan says politics was the backdrop to his decision and his family plans to leave the SAR as they see no future for their children here. 
Founded in 2017, the store in San Pokong sells new and second-hand English books. Weather forecasters in the United States have upgraded Hurricane Ida to a Category 4 storm, meaning it's on course to hit New Orleans with sustained winds of more than 200 kilometers an hour. It's expected to make landfall later today. Here's the BBC's Thomas Schaffernacher. Ida is still over the Gulf of Mexico, and it's hovering over very, very warm water. So that's the fuel that allows the storm to flourish. Hence, there's been such explosive intensification of this storm in the last few hours or so. It's heading for the mouth of the Mississippi River, and the kind of angle and direction it's coming from means that places like New Orleans and quite populated areas of Louisiana will be on what's called the bad side of the storm, because the storm has, believe it or not, in hurricanes. A good side, or or a less bad, and then the really nasty one, which is the front of the storm, and that's where some of these bigger cities will be. It's a really bad situation for them. RTHK. The time is now five minutes past eleven. The United States has carried out a drone strike against a vehicle threatening Kabul airport that had been linked to the regional Islamic State chapter, according to U.S. officials. No further details are available. Earlier, the U.S. State Department said it had received a specific credible threat of another terrorist attack in Afghanistan, again centered on the airport in Kabul. Meanwhile, two weeks after the Taliban entered the Afghan capital Kabul, there's still uncertainty about how it intends to run the country. This report from the BBC's Jill McGivering. A Taliban spokesman said talks about the new government were still underway, but should end soon. He said it would be inclusive. His latest in a series of public assurances. Many Afghans are watching closely. Some noted, for example, the appointment of clerics at the head of the Ministry for Higher Education. And although women employed by the Health Ministry have been given permission to resume work, there's no word yet on the fate of women in other government jobs. Commercial banks have been told to reopen, but with restrictions. No individual may withdraw more than two hundred dollars a week. The UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has marked the end of the British presence in Afghanistan by assuring the families of soldiers killed there that their suffering was not in vain. He said it was no accident that not a single terrorist attack had been launched from Afghanistan in the past 20 years, and Mr. Johnson said engagement with the Taliban would depend on what they did, not on what they said. If the new regime in Kabul wants diplomatic recognition. Or to unlock the billions that are currently frozen, they will have to ensure safe passage for those who wish to leave the country, to respect the rights of women and girls, to prevent Afghanistan from again becoming an incubator for global terror, because that would be disastrous for Afghanistan. An opposition Labour spokesperson, Lisa Nandy, called it an unparalleled moment of shame for the government. She said, with the airlift now ending. It remained unclear how Afghans wishing to come to Britain could leave. There are many, many people that I've been in contact with only over the last few days who are currently in hiding, who have no safe route out of Afghanistan, as well as hundreds of people who've been trying to make their way to the border. An attack on an airbase in southern Yemen has killed at least 30 pro-government figures. Pro-government fighters, Houthi rebels, are believed to have carried out the airstrike. The BBC's Alan Johnston reports. An army spokesman said the Al-Anad airbase north of the city of Aden had been the target of a missile and drone attack. Local people say they heard a series of blasts. The army has blamed the airstrikes on the Houthi rebel movement, which controls much of northern Yemen. 
The Houthis haven't yet commented on the reports, but they have targeted the same airbase in the past. The Saudi-backed Yemeni government has been fighting the rebels since 2014. While the war has raged, there's been immense civilian suffering. The UN has described Yemen as the scene of the world's worst humanitarian crisis. And finally, a woman in California is being hailed as a hero after saving her five-year-old son from a mountain lion. The BBC's Charlotte Gallagher has the story. This little boy was playing in his garden in Calabasas near Los Angeles when he was grabbed by a 30-kilogram mountain lion and dragged across the garden. His mother at the time was inside the house, heard the commotion, fought off this lion with her bare hands punching and kicking this lion, managed to free her son, and he's got head and torso injuries. And, but that obviously could have been a lot worse had his mum not done what she did. And a wildlife officer killed the animal because they believed it was a danger to the public. They found it cowering and, and hissing in bushes. Now, attacks from mountain lions are incredibly rare in the US, but then you do have this problem of apex predators living alongside humans, and they're coming into confrontation, especially when you have housing developments that are encroaching on their natural habitats. Mountain lions don't go looking for humans as prey. They're looking for things like deer, but they are coming into confrontation every so often. And a quick look at the weather. It's 28 degrees Celsius to humidity 87%. And to end the news, the top stories again. The government says it intends to get everyone in Hong Kong vaccinated against COVID. The Hong Kong women's wheelchair foil team missed out on a bronze medal at the Paralympics. And Hurricane Ida intensifies as it threatens to wreak havoc on the U.S. state of Louisiana. And that's the news from RTHK. Where do we go in this crazy, crazy night? Backstreet Boys. You are my fire, the one desire. Believe when I say I want it.
I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Now you know how I 